Rousey Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. And this is where you can laugh, cry, learn, and grow with some of the icky, lousy, junkie life choices we've made. And we all make them. Yes, we have made them. <laughs> we really have. Absolutely. You know what I was listening to on the way here? Huh? I was listening to a uh, TED Radio Hour. Okay. And it was talking about helicopter parents mm-hmm. and how that affects... The kids, the kids later on that that actually you actually it makes them feel like they're incompetent when you always have to step in and and make sure that everything is okay for them oh yeah, yeah. And, and do their homework for them yeah and that's the worst thing you can do yeah. it makes them feel like they're incompetent yeah and like they can't do anything without a parent yes and I was like I never even thought about that. I just find, I would just find it annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If if my mom would have always been there to, you know, step in, which luckily she wasn't. Right. But I think that, like, and we talked about, like, entitlement and stuff, and that's, like, a huge problem. I think that's where entitlement comes from, because mommy and daddy will always take care of it. Mom and dad will step in. Oh, the teacher yelled at me. Oh, well, mom and dad will come and they'll yell at my teacher. I mean, that's, that's part of the whole... That's like a, a symptom of helicopter parenting. Yes, you know? absolutely. It would have driven me nuts too. Like my father, you know what I loved about my dad, Jimmy? God rest his soul. I love this man. But uh, he never, ever, like either to my mother, they never like butted in to any of us. Like if we wanted to do something, my dad would be like, does it make you happy? We'll try it. And if it doesn't work out, you can try something else. You yeah. know? He was like, and you got to be able to... Uh, He's like, you got to be able to, um, you know, make up your own mind. And it's your life, you know. He can't live it for you. And that's, I think it was great because, I mean, my dad has helped me become such an adult. I mean, I think that's how you, yes. And this is what, so Dr. Phil, and the reason why why the, the TED Talk, um, like, was reinforced was because just the other day I was watching Dr. Phil and he was like, we're not raising children, we're raising adults. Yeah. You're raising these little people to be adults. You're mm-hmm. not raising children. So stop. You have to show them how to be an adult. An adult. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they're going to be. Absolutely. They're not going to be children all the time. Where you protect them and take care of them and everything like that. You have to, you know, cut the strings and yeah, cut, cut the, the cord. cord. That's it. Cut the cord and let them be. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the year that I got busted... For having the alcohol party at my house, well, while my mom was at work, uh, it was I was uh, sixteen, going on seventeen. It was the summer right before my senior year, and um, and you know, so of course I, I got arrested, and my mom, you know, came up and 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 got me out. Of the police station. I wasn't in jail. It was just the police station. Also had to get my friend Britt out because his mother had passed away. So she was, my mom was the only one, you know, that could come right. and, and, and you know, uh, vouch for him and everything. But when it came time to go to court, guess what? Huh. I went, had to go by myself <laughs> and stand up in court in front of the judge by myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get my sentence and everything. She was like, I'm not going with you. <laughs> like, you're going to sit your butt in jail for a little bit. You're going to go and sit in the front of the court. Yeah. You did it. You take care of it. Exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. I love so, that. So, yeah. I just, yeah. It, you know, this helicopter parenting is so ridiculous. I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to let your kids make their, I mean, they are people. They have their own personalities. They have their oh their the, own wants and likes, and you got to let them have the freedom to, to right. fi- find that out. Otherwise, and they're going to be completely lost. Their identities, everything, they're never going. And it is true. There's that, and they're also going to believe that their value is tied to their success. Tied to their success. Exactly. And you know what? And people don't understand this, and this is something that's huge, is that the time when we are children, especially from f- like five and before, mm-hmm. right? So from yeah. birth to five, that is when everything, like all of our belief systems about ourselves, are put into place. Yes, we form all these belief systems. So if someone is constantly stepping in, it's going to make us feel like we're first of all not worthy, not valuable. Don't have a voice, like all these things, you know. Yes, we'll be scared to do anything because all this stuff has been happening. Well, this prior is how children. this is how when it, it, so if something happens in their lives, somebody else has to come in and rescue them, rather than rather than them opening their mouths and standing up for themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they're so used to to mommy and daddy coming in, right? That they don't know how to do it themselves, right? So and probably because yeah. they feel like well. This person had, my mom and dad had to step in for me because I clearly don't know what I'm talking about or I'm incompetent. Exactly. Like that, what the radio show said, what the TED Talk said, right? Yes. I'm incompetent. I'm incapable of I'm incapable of doing anything without, yes, without the help of mom and dad. Right. And that, that because, and it's not that you don't want your children to do well in school, but they have to do the work. Yes. So they so that so that they can first of all have a sense of achievement right. when they do it. So then that they feel confident to to do other things. This was the other thing they were talking about. How kids don't have to do chores anymore. Yeah. And that chores were that eventually then it, it taught them to recognize, oh, this needs to be done this thing needs to be done. Right. And so I need to I need to do this rather than and so that it, so that in in business mm-hmm. then when they get into business they're like they're thinking about oh you know what this this this, this needs to get be done. done so you know let me help out my colleagues but that it that it the chores is something that I can be a part of maintaining this household mm-hmm. and and that I'm a valuable part of maintaining the household right. and I can recognize when it's time to do my job so that when you get into the business world you recognize oh you know i, I need to do my right. i need I to have work to contribute i need to, to this work right i need to contribute to the whole of the company exactly and it may and it builds confidence and yeah i mean it's just and i was like i never even thought about that and you know what else it doesn't when someone else steps in it's almost like you also have this idea like oh well i can't fail right and so if you don't allow somebody to do their homework or to fail or to, you start to, like, I just had this conversation with my kids um, because, you know, my younger one is having a hard time and he's failing. And I'm like, you guys, it, and, and they're not interested in anything. They don't try anything. They mm-hmm. don't want to do anything. And I know that it was because, like, when they're, when, when my ex and I were married, we, when we were younger, you know, my kids, there were a lot of stressors under us, right? We had a mm-hmm. lot of stressors and, 
they had colic and they were kind of whiny at one point. And my ex and I both have very short tempers and a little bit of patience for that. And so, you know, it wasn't right at the time we grew. But like when my children, when they were younger, especially my older one, if they even made a mistake, like I know my ex and I would like scream at them like they were teenagers mm. to the point where they didn't do anything because they were afraid they were going to fail or mm. if they didn't do it perfectly. And like my son Aiden, if he even made a mistake at school, and I remember going to like one or two of the first parent-teacher conferences that I ever went to, and they're like, you know, he gets so frustrated if he makes a mistake, even the smallest mistake that he mm. would have to just, I mean, it's, I don't know why he's over, getting overworked. He literally only has to erase this thing, but he freaks out and has to start all over. Mm. And he used to get like that. And I sat down with him and talked, and I'm like, you guys, I feel like it's my fault because we used to get so frustrated because we were so stressed out and we took it out on you that you try, you started to try for nothing. Right. And that concerns me because it's okay to fail. Oh, yeah. It's okay to fail. Fail as much as you want, but at least try. Yeah. Every time you fail, you're learning. And if mm-hmm. I'm going to step in and, and if you don't try anything... Or if I protect them or save them from everything, it's never going to teach them how to fail. And right. I just read this amazing book by John Maxwell called Failing Forward. And that's another thing. If someone's always at your side and they're always helping you, you're never failing. You've got to fail. You've you got have to, fail to fail forward. You have to learn how to accept it and be like, okay, well, that didn't work. And I don't even believe in failure. I mean, to me, there is no such thing as failure. It's only feedback. But like... Well, the, you know, the, you know, the, if you're a helicopter parent, you're not allowing your kids the space to learn yeah. from mistakes, to learn anything. They're not. They have to learn problem solving. Anything, anything. They have to learn problem solving, and that's how you learn anything. problem solving: is you fail, <laughs> exactly. and you figure out another way to do it on your own. On your own, exactly, without somebody else doing it for you. The one of the things that and they're struggling at, with that autonomy at that age too, with their independence. Right. And so when you're, I mean, they realize so you're I undermining can't. their independence. Yeah, really by helping them. Um, there's a place called the Wright Institute, and one of the things that they do is celebrate mistakes because it's perfectly fine to make. Yay, you, yeah, made, a you made a mistake. That means you tried. That means something. you tried. Yeah, so let's celebrate. The fact that you made a mistake. Because oh, well. so many people don't even try anything. They just stick with the status quo because yep. they don't try. They're like, no, it's safer to just stick with the familiar with what than I know. to jump into yep. the unknown. And it's like, no, take the risk. Try. And Nobody, that- failure isn't fatal. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not going to die. If you talk to the most successful people, they're the ones who fail the most. Yes. And Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm sitting here reading this book. He's like got so big many colossal failures. Like huge failures, like bankruptcy failures, like many businesses going under failures, like uh, right. families leaving them and they like don't know how they're going to pay their next bill or living in car failures. Yeah. Just in, insane. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a big it's a big thing. I get the it is. I mean, it, it's huge. It's it's creating a generation of entitled little brats. Right. Well, and we've talked about doing. this before. Have we? We've talked about entitlement in the society. We've talked about entitlement and people who don't want to take responsibility. And a lot of times, you don't take responsibility because somebody else took your responsibility somebody, for you. Yeah, somebody came in and fixed it, so you never you, you had to take have, responsibility never. and suffer any consequences. No. For anything. Right. You know. So. Yeah. So yeah, helicopter, and I think the helicopter parenting was a result of like, I don't know, maybe the baby boomers were having, or maybe I don't know if it was, I, I don't know which generation was 
in charge of the new generation of entitlement. But you know, it, this this thing that you know, as each generation goes along, you know, you want to have a better life for your family, right? So I think in somewhere that got mixed up with well, if if that's the case, then I need to you know because I already know how to how to make things better, so uh, you, you know, I'm just going to show them how to do it right, rather right. than let them, like let them let them live life and and fail and and figure it out right. guide them exactly and when they fail I'll be like okay great what so what what do you think worked well with that situation what do you think didn't work out in the next time like the next time you try that what do you think you'd like to see that would be better next time right you know what would have worked better what do you think is going to work better next time because you tried this and it didn't work out you know have a teachable moment with people yeah, I mean As that's supposed how, to be like well, how you raise I'll adults. Well, a lot of people are kind of controlling. They're like, "Well, I'll clean the house," and but what's funny is then they'll complain about stuff, right? So, like, let's say you're someone who has kids who don't have chores, but then you're complaining because your house is a mess, right? Well, have your kids help you with the house. Well, I don't want the kids to help me. They won't do it the way I want it. Okay, well, what the heck? Well, that, let them learn how to do it. Exactly, they have to actually do it in order to learn how to do <laughs> how it. How to do it, <laughs> right? Like. If you try and take over, they're not going to know how to do it. Yeah. The um, one of the other things that that this woman was saying was about the their self worth being tied to their success. Yeah. Um, that that parents rarely they don't engage with them about what they're feeling. They engage with them about about what kind of grades. Yeah. We, you know, and then if the grade isn't good enough, well, uh, you know, well, you got to bring that up. Well, you know, and they're getting mad yeah. about this thing. And, 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 and so Which I they, was guilty of doing for a little bit. And then I'm like, you know what? It's all right. But you got to at least put effort. Yeah. You know, and it, one of the things, you know, my mother, when I was in grade school, got straight A's. I got to high school. I did not. I, you know, I was pretty close to it. To failing because I was just depressed and everything. And I remember my mother never, she never asked me about my grades. She never said anything to me about my grades because she knew that I was going through something. Yes. Even though we weren't talking about it, she still knew I was going through something and was like, I'm not going to heap this, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, put any more pressure on me or anything like that. So, yeah, it was... No, it was very nice. See, and I that's appreciate good too. And that. I'm glad that you brought that up because I've honestly, like with my younger son right now, he's failing a lot of classes. And, and the hard thing is that both his father and I have advanced degrees. Both his father and I believe in education. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's both his father and I are like 4.0 great students. You right. know, like I graduated with my master's degree with a 3.9, you know, Grade point average. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I literally got a B in one class, I think, or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, you know, and everything else was an A. And my ex-husband, same kind of thing. You know, we both write. We both publish things. We both do very well, you know, work. And it's like, it's really hard for us. And I think that one of the things that we need to drop is our ego. Oh, right. Yeah. Because we're like, I wonder what this school thinks of us. We've got these two kids that aren't involved in anything. We got mm. these two kids that aren't giving their effort. They must think that we're awful parents. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. Right. Right. <laughs> we gotta stop. We gotta like drop our egos. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Because like, it's not about you. It's not about me. <laughs> 
obviously we need to help our kids do better in school because there's this traditional, which I, you know, I, I'll be the first to person to think, like, I'm the first person to say, I, I don't agree with traditional schooling. I just do not. I think it's wrong. A lot of kids are not, you know, my, my youngest Ian, he's brilliant. He's a very smart child. He can't, you know, but the traditional, like, I want you to answer this question. I want you to do it this way, you know, or this test kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That mentality where they have to do it the specific way, that little cookie cutter form of teaching that we have for everybody, these standardized tests that we mm -hmm. we sit here and right. we grade everyone on. Not everybody's like that. Like, with multiple choice questions for me, mm -hmm. I can literally just talk you out. I can I can logically explain why any answer could be the best answer. Right. But that doesn't help me in a standardized test situation. Sure. I suck no, it. No, because there's you know one, I mean? yeah, there's one answer. So, but it's it's me talking to my son and getting very upset with him over the last couple of weeks, like yelling at him mm -hmm. because I need your grades to get up. It's not okay that you have this, you know? And then I'm like, oh my God, I know that that's detrimental to him. Yeah, yeah. And I finally had to stop because I was like, okay, I want him to put more effort in. Right. Instead of focusing on the grade that he's getting, focus on the effort. Yeah. That he's putting, like, just put a little more effort in. Just, you know. Study a little longer. Study a little bit longer. Just do, you know. And then if you need help, just make sure that you reach out and ask for it. That you need to be the one that is taking responsibility and talking to your teachers or talk, asking a question. Right. You know, do you remember that Cosby Show episode where Theo was getting C's? And Theo. No. You don't remember? Uh -uh. Uh, so Theo was getting C's. And so, um,. Cliff was having a conversation with him and you know um, uh, Cliff was like I know you can do better I know you can do better I just want you to try mm -hmm. I want you to put in the effort and try and and Theo was like <laughs> it was funny uh -oh. because Theo did this really heartfelt thing that he was like you know I, I just I just you know maybe that Maybe you could just love me as your son, even though I'm, I'm getting a C, you know, because I'm your son. Cliff, like, that is the dumbest thing I have heard. <laughs> just look, I, you're smart. I know you can do better. Right. I just want you to try. That's all. I just want you to put in a little more effort. Yeah. So it, it was just a funny episode. It's been a long time since I've seen that episode, but. That's funny. Yeah. No. But and then true. he probably sexually harassed somebody backstage. Oh, my One God. Of the, the stage manager. <laughs> probably or, something. Or, right? or the camera Whoever person. Whoever the guest host was on that day. Or, or Hostess. No, it's a host. sitcom. It's a sitcom. What the hell am I saying? I have no idea. Jamie, it's been a really long couple days. I'm telling you. I'm so tired. I understand. That I can barely create a sentence. It's okay that you made a mistake. You I still love you. <laughs> This is one of those days, people. One of those days. I think I've had about... Just one of them days. I've had eight hours of sleep in two days. I don't remember the rest of the words. I don't either. Do you remember the song, though? Just one of them days. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. I, I have no idea. Um, I'm thinking... You about, would know I'm it if you I'm thinking the it. Limp Biscuit song. Just one of those days. It's all about the heat. Oh, I don't bullshit. know that song. Yeah. Talking about breaking some shit, but or, I'm not there. I don't feel like breaking some shit. I just or am tired. Ice Today is a good day. I don't know the rest. Of I, it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like it's funny because I'm like at my wits end with people. 
him. But yeah, to, see, he's just working on lyrics mm-hmm. now, guys. Mm-hmm. We're like, <laughs> I think just we're one of them days. Yeah. I don't remember. I've got to find it. Uh oh. I have to find it because it's, it's driving me nuts. I also think that I'm kind of in a Chinese. Food, oh my god, um, Tinder. Tinder says, "Congratulations, you're more likable than ever." Swipe right to Matt. Nice. Seriously, I mean, All come right. on. What does that I'm, mean? I'm always likable. Fuck you, Tinder. <laughs> I am always like. What do you mean? I'm more likable than ever. Oh my god, I'm sitting here snorting. Fuck you. It's always likable. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna Google just one of them day. Okay. <laughs> to see if it'll come up. What was I looking up at? Web, oh, WebMD. Something about marijuana causing schizophrenia. Oh. I'm like, whatever. Did it? No. Okay. Um, just one of, no, of. Just one of those days. Of them. Just one of them days. It's going to come up. Ah, this is it. Don't take it personal. You know this song. I know you know this song. Oh, we got to skip the. Everybody here? No, Danny DeVito, no. You remember this song? Oh, yes, I do. Yep. Good okay. Job. I knew you'd remember that song. All right, I, I knew you knew that song. Yes, I remember. I wasn't crazy. I just couldn't remember what it was called. You're not crazy. We had a music break, a real music break. We've never done that before. I know. Maybe we should like break out into little songs more often. Do you think we I'm should? I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, why would you kid about something like that? I don't know. I would love to do dance break. A little dance break? A little dance break in the middle of the uh, podcast. Nice. And so everybody gets up to dance. And get a little energy, which is what I need right now. Awful. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, I love it because what you heard on the radio is really uh, something that I, I would say then helicopter parents, that might be a bad choice then for your kids. If you I think really it's want a horrible to, choice. To bring up your children to become amazing adults, why don't you just ease off? Give them a little space. Give them some space. It's okay if they make mistakes. Yeah, like let them. You know what Big Bird says? Everyone makes mistakes, so yes they do. Your sister and your mother and your dad and mother too. Give your sister, your brother, your dad and mother too. Big people, small people, matter of fact, all people. Everyone makes mistakes, so why can't you... See, this is the problem. Big Bird isn't singing that song anymore. I know. If Big Bird sang that song... Then kids would be like, oh, it's okay to make a mistake. Exactly. If you spill a glass of milk all over the floor, well, your mom and dad still like you just as much as they did before. Cause when mother and dad were just as small as you, I'll bet that they knocked their milk over too. Oh, everyone makes mistakes, so yes, they do. Your sister and your brother and your dad and mother too. Woo, big people, small people, matter of fact, all people. Everyone makes mistakes, so why can't you? Yay! That's from the Sesame Street album. I love it! 
I love the Sesame Street album. Nice. You know what else is on there? Uh-oh. That album. What? Rubber ducky, you're the one. one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber <laughs> ducky, I'm awfully fond of now you. Robo Bobio. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well. Thank um, you, Jimmy. Um, so I have an upcoming. Yes, let's, just really let's quick, plug I, this. I have an upcoming workshop that really talks about overcoming your limiting beliefs and identifying the root cause of those, reframing them, and breaking out uh, and leaping through your fear into action and really speaking up and doing what you want to do. That's coming up March, March 3rd at. Uh, Mind Body Healing Center in Chicago. That's 77 West Washington. I have an Eventbrite link. So if you search it up called uh, Finding the Magic in Your Mess, you can sign up to go. It's an all day long, March 3rd, 9 to 3.30 p.m. Um, $75. $75. Uh, lunch dollar. included. Lunch and a, snacks it's included. It's lunch and snacks included, and it's fantastic. It's a really, I'm really excited about this workshop, folks. I also, if you don't want to drive into the uh, Chicagoland area, I will have a half-day workshop that's focusing on similar stuff. March 30th, I believe, in Frankfurt, the Music Connection. I still have oh, to wow. solidify that. Oh. And also, uh, I will be partnering up in April and doing a workshop, basically a relationship rescue with uh, author and coach as well, Grant Evans, talking about relationships. So we're really excited. We're Yay! That, that yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. So we got a lot of stuff coming on. So like me on Facebook or, you know, oh, send well, me wait. an email Who? at a new chapter with Angela at I was just getting ready to say, where do they write to find out about the workshop a or sign up for the workshop? A new chapter with Angela at gmail.com new... or you can just go to Eventbrite and find the link, Finding the Mess. Finding the Magic in Your Mess. Finding the workshop. Magic in Your Mess is the name of the Eventbrite mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Okay, Finding the Magic in Your Mess or write to a new chapter with Angela at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Or if you want to talk to us about, give us any feedback or tell us any bad life choices or anything like that, you can write to us at ickylousyjunkie at gmail.com. Please like us um, on Facebook. Rate and review us in iTunes. Uh, you know, every time, every week we tell you to rate and review us. That's and, right. And you know what? Our reviews have been uh, at the same number for a really long time. Yeah. Which means you aren't going out there and rating and reviewing us. Yep. So I'm asking you right now, right this second. Yep. I want you to go to iTunes. Rate and review us. Yes. It helps people find us. We can help more people. And all because of you. All because you did your part in rating and review us. That is right. Just like we asked. Just like we asked. Ask yeah. and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Well, thank all you, All I ask of you is forever to remember me as loving you. All right. <laughs> okay. So thanks, Angela. <laughs> thank you, Jamie Black. This has been the Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. Have a great life. Have a great life.